BGFF. I'm Lauren, the host of the Good Gluten-Free Grub podcast. Living with celiac disease has required constant adapting, and I am here to share how I live and love my gluten-free life and how you can too. I'm excited to be your new gluten-free friend. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Welcome back. Um, I want to do an episode today just about camping, just because it's summertime and people are starting to camp more and um, they were all kind of being thrown into situations in the summer then we're, that we're not usually in during the fall and winter. So I'm going to talk about camping. I recently had a glamping experience, um, but I'm going to kind of touch on camping things too as well. Um, I recently went um, with the youth of my church to girls camp and um, I was not in charge of the food. I wasn't um, over that aspect. And so I had to get in contact with the person who was over all of the food and find out what all the meals were because I didn't want to one feel left out. Personally, that's how I like to manage those situations. I like to find out what all the meals are for the whole trip, um, the vacation, the barbecue, the potluck, whatever it may be that I'm going to. I like to find out what the main thing is because then I'll bring a gluten-free version of that so that I feel included. You don't have to do that. You can bring whatever food you want, whatever food you like to eat. But when it comes to these situations where everyone is eating the same thing, I like to bring my own thing that is an all like an alternative for that. So I gave her a call and um, I asked her what the menu was. We were going to be gone for three days and then a morning. So that's several meals that I needed to be prepared for. And after getting the full list of everything that they had, I just started making my own prep. I started prepping and I started doing my shopping and everything that I needed to get so that I had similar type foods. Um, And then I also talked to her about like how we could make those meals gluten-free. And I like asked her, you know, like what kind of barbecue sauce she was doing on the pulled pork sandwiches. And um, if she could do, I just, I just kind of gave her some celiac education, which, you know, she was not familiar with at all, but she was really grateful that I talked to her about it because she's like, oh, I'll make sure that you know, I don't put any croutons on any of the salad and I'll check all of the labels and I'll send you pictures of everything before I buy it. And it was just really nice to have a conversation with her because then I knew, okay, going into this, I can help once I get there in preparation in the kitchen, even though that wasn't like my job or part of any of my duties of going to girls camp. But I decided I'm going to step into that role and I'm going to help prepare all of the meals so that I feel safely eating what was prepared that I didn't bring. Um, And that was good for me. That's kind of what I did. And that made eating meals easier for me because I already knew beforehand what everybody else was going to be eating. So if you are planning on going on some sort of trip like this or you're going on on a vacation where maybe meals are being delegated to different people it's definitely in your best interest to give those people a call beforehand and be like what are you planning on making and if they are planning on making for example pulled pork sandwiches with you know baked mac and cheese and a caesar salad or something like if you know that that's what's going to happen you could suggest oh can you just use sweet baby rays can you use a instant pot or a crock pot liner so that i can use your crock pot or you know there's different things that you can suggest to friends and family and colleagues and you know church friends etc and 99% of the time people are willing to be like oh of course yeah we can just use that sauce or we can use this or send me a picture of what I can buy and that was my experience so it was really nice for me to have that conversation with her but then I found out 
what some of the other meals she was planning on doing. So I was like, okay, one morning they're doing pancakes. Um, so I'm going to get my own gluten-free pancake mix. Um, and then uh, another morning they were doing um, like bacon, eggs, hash browns, all that stuff. So I knew what I needed to bring and because I had asked what the meals were going to be. So that's a I guess that's not really camping. This was a glamping experience, but let's talk about camping. So of course, when it comes to camping, we're typically feeding, we're eating at like a big table. We have a fire pit. We have coolers. That's kind of the scenario that I'm kind of imagining in my head with camping. Um, So it would be, I mean, personally for me, I do a lot of the prep beforehand because I just don't know who's going to be handling any type of food. So like if people are doing tinfoil dinners, I would prepare my tinfoil dinner beforehand. I would chop up my vegetables. I usually do frozen vegetables and like frozen onions and like just try to get everything like frozen and then chop up my meat um, or like my sausage or whatever I'm doing. And I just try to prepare one to two of those tinfoil dinners because mm, I have charred many tinfoil dinners. So I always make two just in case I burn one or it gets completely charred to death. Um, so I do that preparation beforehand so that I'm not like having to share table space with someone or, you know, whatever. I just like to do that beforehand. So I've got that in my cooler. Um, I've got my own chocolate because I'm also dairy free. So I'm not making s'mores with Hershey's chocolate. Like that's just going to wreck my stomach. So I get my own chocolate, my own graham crackers, and sometimes I'll bring my own marshmallows. Majority of the time I'm fine with the other marshmallows. Um, but the chocolate that I love to use for s'mores is enjoy life chocolate they do a rice milk chocolate and you can buy them in like the single bars sometimes at walmart at sprouts um at like whole foods sometimes you can find them at those types of like local markets sometimes but majority of the time i buy them at sprouts so i like to use those i also like to use the hu or back to human chocolate um for my chocolate for s'mores and then i also for graham crackers I like the Char Graham crackers. I think they're really yummy, like buttery texture. I really like those. Um, I had a lot of people suggest the Amy's Graham crackers, but I've also done the Knickknick Graham crackers. And um, honestly, I don't know, you guys, I'm not picky. So if you are picky, find a Graham cracker that you like, but I'm not picky at all. And then in this glamping situation that I was in, I had told her that I was gluten-free. So she ended up bringing those um, goody girl, like the EL fudge dupes that are like the striped chocolate cookies. And so she brought those. And so that was nice. And then I had another option for s'mores because we did do s'mores two nights in a row. So having all of those things for myself was really nice. Um, a lot of the times when we camp, like as a family or with friends, we end up doing Dutch oven dinners. Um, so either I would suggest that we just do the whole Dutch oven dinner gluten-free and we line the Dutch oven with tinfoil and I clean the lid. Um, and most people are like, that's fine. Yeah. Like what, what changes do we need to make? And sometimes it's just like a change here or there, or a can of cream of chicken soup or the seasoning that you're using. And so I'm more than happy to like recommend a recipe or, you know, let's say that I'm not going to be able to eat the Dutch oven meal. That's when I would have something else prepared for myself, like another tinfoil dinner or something that I have in my cooler that I can whip up. Um, So having a backup plan is always nice just in case mistakes are made. 
Um, but we do like to do tinfoil dinners. Um, and if I'm using somebody else's Dutch, I always line it with tinfoil and it makes it so much easier to clean too. I know that cooking a tinfoil is not great for your health, but sometimes when we're camping, it's like the only option that we have. And I'm fine to do that occasionally. Um, so another way that we use our Dutch oven is we like to do, um, peach cobbler, like a Dutch oven peach cobbler. And, um, I just did this two weeks ago at girls camp. We did a gluten-free Dutch oven. So they did two separate Dutch ovens. One of them was gluten-free and one of them was regular. And I just took over the reins and did the entire gluten-free Dutch oven. And all I did was I use like a Betty Crocker yellow cake mix or whatever gluten-free yellow cake mix that you like. And you just mix it up like a normal cake. And then you line the bottom with can of peaches and then cake and then can of peaches and then cake and in between each layer sprinkle it with some cinnamon and some sugar and then my dad's secret recipe is that we pour a little bit of sprite over top of it and then you bake it in the dutch oven for 40 minutes to an hour as you can check it um but it turns out perfectly everybody loved it like i think that more people ate the gluten-free one than the gluten one i just love peach cobbler and you can't go wrong and it's so easy to make it gluten-free you just have to switch out the cake mix um, so that's another great way to do gluten-free while camping. Another thing that um, is important to bring is if you're going to be roasting hot dogs or you're going to be like making burgers um, or like sausages and stuff, you're going to need to have your own gluten-free buns. So I'm going to tell you the brands that I like for gluten-free buns. I actually like the Franz gluten-free hot, hot dog buns and hamburger buns. Um, I love Canyon Bakehouse. They have hamburger buns. Um, I'm pretty sure they have hot dog buns. I have never actually tried their hot dog buns, but I have tried their hamburger buns and they're great. If you are local to Utah, um, Mrs. Hewitt's does hot dog buns that are really great. And um, always have your buns separate, obviously, just like kind of, I, I don't know, I bring my own cooler for all those things. And I just am like, hey, this is my cooler. Like no one else's food is going in here. This is just all my specific gluten-free food. So gluten-free buns, don't forget those. <laughs> I mean, unless you don't care about buns and you just want to eat like a brat or a hamburger or a hot dog like lettuce wrapped or whatever, that's totally fine. Um, but those are my recommendations. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I was sent a product to try and it's called a Suds to Go. You may have heard of it. You may have seen it on Shark Tank, um, but it's like a portable hand washing device type thing. It's like a water bottle with a screw on lid that has like a soap pump and a water nozzle. And so it's really nice for camping specifically because sometimes you don't have running water or you don't want to use drinking water to wash your hands or you don't want to use the lake water. Um, and so either you bring a hand hand soap and you can use the lake or a stream or your drinking water. Um, but I love to use the suds to go. And I, um, I will post a story on my um, Instagram stories for you to see the suds to go and tag them so you can see what that product is like. But I love it. I have two of them. We always keep one in the back of our car because if everybody else is eating gluten and I'm eating gluten free, then their hands have gluten all over them. And then they're reaching into the marshmallow bag and they're reaching into the chips and the veggies. And it's just a little bit more stressful for me personally. So I like to bring a suds to go or soap hand washing station when I'm camping just so that everyone can keep their hands clean and wash their hands frequently. All right. Another thing that I thought of was just bringing a disposable tablecloth so that you could have like a section specifically for preparing your own food um, for like a gluten-free section um, so that people know like whether you want to get a bright color or something so that you're like, this is where all the gluten-free food is going so that you guys know that this is mine or that you need to wash your hands before you use my food. Um, that's something that you can do too, because typically at campsites, you're going to have a table to use as well. 
And then my last tip is just to bring backup food, <laughs> like always bring backup food and something that's going to tide you over. And I always rely on jerky, chopsticks, um, fruits and veggies, pre-pack like some PB&Js or like a deli sandwich or some sort of sandwich that you're like, okay, if I'm in a pickle, like at least I can grab this out of the cooler and I'll have something to eat. Um, but it, again, any sort of situation like this that we're outside of our home and we're not going to be have access to our home or access to the kitchen it's always just best to triple pack what you think you're going to need and I have failed at this many times where I think I'm only going to need one backup plan and then I'm screwed over because I got hungry and I ate that or I realized when I got somewhere oh that option isn't going to be convenient for me or it's not going to be safe for me. So I always, always pack triple what I think I'm going to need. And there's no harm in doing that because if you have leftovers, that's fine. You can take them home with you. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear you guys' experiences with camping. Um, feel free to message me on Instagram or Facebook and let me know how your experience has been being gluten-free and camping. Um, I hope that this was helpful and I will see you guys next week. Just kidding. I'm still here. One more thing. Um, I just want to remind you that I do do gluten-free one-on-one consultations. The consultation calls are done via Zoom. It's a one-hour gluten-free call, If you, especially if you are new to celiac disease or new to eating a strict gluten-free diet and you're just feeling overwhelmed and you just feel like you need someone to hold your hand and, and guide you through those first couple of um, adjustment period. It, it is definitely an adjustment period. And that's what I'm here for. I had wished so badly that I had something like that when I was diagnosed with celiac seven years ago. So I have created a consulting business for you. So if you are new or you have a child that was recently diagnosed or you have to go gluten-free for whatever reason, head to the link. It will be in the show notes, or you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram and you can schedule a one-on-one consultation. And I will be in contact with you via email. The call, like I said, is a one hour call. It's $85 for the call. And it's kind of like a crash course on everything that I think that you need to know um, lifestyle wise and preparation wise, getting ready to make this big lifestyle switch. So if you're interested in that, please, um, like I said, head to the link in my bio or on um, the show notes here. And if you love this podcast and you feel like it's beneficial for you, I would love it if you left a rating and a review. It's really hard for people to find um, podcasts that can be helpful for them unless there are enough ratings and reviews. So please leave a five-star rating and a review on either Instagram or sorry, either on the Apple podcast app or on Spotify. I would really appreciate it. It really goes a long way. And I would love to hear what you think of the podcast. So thanks again, you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a rating and a review. I would love to connect with you on my other social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok. My handle is at goodglutenfreegrub.